My friends, on a hot Sunday morning, I'm as big a fan as anyone of the short form of the readings, but in our gospel, these two miracles are tied together. And every time we hear about them, they are together. This event happened that there is the healing of Jairus' daughter and the healing of the woman afflicted with hemorrhages and that these are united miracles. Even so many of the details we hear. How long was the woman afflicted with hemorrhages? 12 years. How old was Jairus' daughter? 12 years old. These are tied together in God's providence. These two events were meant to happen on this same day at the same time. And there's a couple things we can learn from them. I think that the two different scenarios give us the uh, kind of polar ends of how we're not supposed, what our life of faith is not supposed to be. So we hear that the woman who wants to approach Jesus wants to do it secretly. She doesn't really want even him to know about it. She doesn't want anyone in the crowd to know it. She wants it to be secret. Our faith is never meant to be private. It's never meant to be secret. It's meant to be deeply personal, but not private. My faith is not something private. My belief in Jesus Christ and everything that entails is not private. It's personal. It's deeply personal to who I am, but it's not something that can be secret and hidden. And look, how much is there a movement in our society today to have that be the case with all religion? Well, whatever you do, as long as it doesn't make its way into the rest of the world, we don't care. That's not what our faith is like as Christians. We're supposed to live it boldly, joyfully, publicly. Our faith is not meant to be this private thing. And so that's exemplified in the woman when she wants to privately just, I'm just going to touch his clothes. I'm just going to get what I need. No one's going to know about it, not even Jesus. And what does Jesus do? He just stops. He just stops. It's not meant to happen that way. No, who touched me? How did this happen? It needs to be that personal encounter and not something that's secret and private. On the flip side, though, while our faith is not supposed to be private, it's not meant to be a spectacle either. And so when he gets to the house and the little girl is there and all the crowd is there and there's the wailing in the morning, of course, they think a little girl of 12 just died. Um, there's deep sadness and there's people there and they're wailing and there's mourning and there's the, the musicians that are playing the dirges and he, ca- he puts them out of the house before raising up the girl. It's not meant to be a spectacle. Our religion is not meant to be something that we're showing off, that we're doing all this pomp and circumstance just to get attention. With so many of our acts of worship, yes, there's a ritual aspect to it. There is something we're proud to show our faith, but it's not meant to be the spectacle. That's not the purpose of faith. That's not the purpose of religion, just to be a nice parade. No. Rather, it's about that personal relationship with Jesus Christ that's lived publicly and communally. That deeply personal relationship, not just the spectacle and the show. It's got to be personal. We need that personal relationship with the Lord. But it's lived publicly. It's lived in the midst of the church, the community. Look, when we see each other, people we see at Mass, when we see each other in the rest of the world, we should say hi to each other. I know you from church. That's great. Again, it's not something we should be like, oh, yeah, we go to this thing on Sunday. No, we don't need to talk about it. No, it's public. We're members of a community. The final point in all this, and how do we get the balance between the, pri- the you know, personal but not a spectacle? 
The reality is in all this, who's in the driver's seat? Our Lord Jesus Christ. I love these two stories, this one story, these two miracles. Because we see very clearly the personality of our Lord Jesus and how much in control of the whole situation he is. Quick, a little girl of 12 is dying. Please come help her. Okay, let's go. All right. How many times have we had, there's an, have we witnessed, you know, maybe an emergency situation and now the right person, the first responders on the scene. Okay, we got the right person. They're here. Thank goodness. And that person's in control. They're in charge. They take charge of the situation. But now they're walking along. And what happens? The little girl of 12 is dying. There's a rush. Let's hurry. And Jesus stops and says, who touched me? And Peter's like, hey, the whole crowd is here. We're all pressing. Don't worry about it. Just let's keep going. No, someone touched me. Something happened. Pause. We're going to take as much time as we need on this one. And then after this encounter with the woman, the people come saying, your daughter has died. In my translation that I was reading earlier today, it doesn't just say disregarding the message that was reported. It says, Jesus ignored them and said to the official, don't be afraid, just have faith. When they get to the house, the people are ridiculing him. He says, no, she's just asleep. She's not, she's asleep. And they ridicule him. And so what is he? He gets them out of the house. And then even the little detail at the end that's so beautiful. They're made. It's the parents and the apostles. They're utterly astounded. The girl's been brought back to life. And what does he say? Hey, give her something to eat. You know, give her something to eat. Come on. Jesus is in charge of the situation. How many times in our spiritual lives, in our life of faith and religion, do we think, I got to be in charge? I got my plan. No, when Jesus is on the scene, he's the one in charge. When Jesus is on the scene, we just follow along. He knows what he's doing. Lord, what's going on? Look, he knows what he's doing. What about this situation or that situation in our world, in our church, in our country? He's on the scene. He knows what he's doing. We just follow him. In this moment, am I supposed to boldly proclaim my faith publicly? Or am I supposed to prudentially um, not? Jesus is on the scene. Follow him. He knows. He's our Lord and Savior. He's our God. He takes charge of the situation. So my friends, these, go back and reread these readings. This reading, it's so beautiful. Our Lord Jesus is on the scene. He loves us. He cares for us. And he guides us in how we live our faith. Personally, publicly.